A major state highway around the Coromandel Peninsula has been reduced to one lane and light vehicles only after a washout caused by more rain. State Highway 25 from Whangamata to Hikawai has been undercut with earth under the roads slipping away. It's yet another blow to the district that relies heavily on visitors and supplies being delivered by road and where lots of children commute to school. On top of that, State Highway 25A has been completely washed away in the January floods and could take more than a year to fix. That road's a key link to towns like Whangamata, Pawanui, Tairua, Hotwater Beach and Hahe. Well, joining us now is Thames Coromandel Mayor Len Salt. Len, the situation with State Highway 25 sounding a bit ropey, isn't it? Tēnā Lisa. Um, yes, uh, there's no doubt about it that we, our roading structure is vulnerable. Um, we are very susceptible to any weather events and it's been challenging, there's no doubt about it. How worried are you that this is going to get worse? So you're down to one lane on 25 and Waka Kotahi says no guarantee more of the road um, won't disappear. That's right. So we're waiting for geotech reports, but uh, we're nervous. Um, it, we, uh, As we go through this period of uncertainty as far as the weather is concerned, what we're sensing now amongst the people in our district is a very much heightened level of anxiety about the weather. When we had State Highway 25A in there between Kopu and Hikawai, it gave us an alternative. Now that alternative is, is really got to be taken off the table for nine months to, to a year, as you said earlier, then it it leaves the rest of the, the roading network in such a vulnerable state that, that, it, that we'd be pretending to say that we weren't anxious about it and, and all our people are. We're pretty resilient. We're, our roading crews are really good at getting things back on track, but we are very vulnerable to weather at the moment. Len, can you put it in perspective? What does this road mean for the district in terms of, you know, children getting to school, visitors that you rely on, uh, trucks bringing you groceries, all of that kind of stuff? So we, the only other alternative to access the uh, the peninsula at the moment is uh, through Kopu, Thames, up the Thames Coast Road, around the top through Coromandel and down through Fitianga. Now, obviously, that's a much longer route, um, especially if you're starting from the Fongamata end. It's a long way around. It is the only alternative, um, and it does put enormous pressure on business people, on the tourism and hospitality people. If our roading crews can keep that open to one lane, even in the interim, uh, it's not as bad as what you've seen the pictures of State Highway 25A in terms of the scale of it. So I'm really hoping, we're staying optimistic, I'm hoping that the guys can get in there and put a fix in there that at least get things moving again, but it's just too early to say that. But there's no doubt it puts a lot of pressure on getting supplies and services around the rest of the district. Len, I don't want to be a downer, but State Highway 25A started as a couple of cracks in the road. Mm, it did. It did. And, you know, everybody who drove over that section of road and saw those cracks, because it was down to one lane and then it was closed from 7pm to 7am, I guess the, the main difference is that I've been up to 25A, I've seen the height of that drop, um, and it was a big drop. It's a big distance between where the road was and the bottom of that gully. The one that we're looking at in State Highway 25 is not... Uh, anywhere near as extensive as that. 
So I'm hoping that the crews will say, okay, well, we can get something in there, even if it's a Bailey Bridge or something, just to to keep that um, gap going. It's nowhere near on the scale of 25A. So um, it, it it makes us nervous, but I don't think it's anywhere near on that scale at this stage. Could you put a figure on how much of this is costing your district economically lost revenue? We're lost still telling Oh, look, and that's the big question, Lisa. That's the, bit, that's the bit that keeps me awake at night because essentially we have three main industries in, in, in our district. That's tourism, aquaculture, and forestry. Um, and all of those industries require uh, the access to the roads. We need to get people around the district. Um, so the losses for us in terms of two years of COVID and then essentially lost two months of summer for our tur- tourism industry is is huge. Um, the roading uh, cost to rehabilitate our local roads alone is in the tens of millions. So there's some big conversations that we're having at the moment with the government about long-term roading resilience because we can't keep patching up. We've got to have some certainty in our roading network and that's the discussion that we're having with them at the moment. Have you had any guarantees from them that indeed they will give you 25A back or something, you know, like for like to replace that? We've had absolute assurances from the government and from Waka Kotahi that money's not an object in terms of getting 25A back up and running. Uh, They'll do whatever they need to do to get that connection reinstated. So money's not the problem, it's just time and the, the pure logistics of what's involved. It's a huge span. So money's not an object. What is What we would like to get some certainty on, uh, and we continue to ask this question, is the rest of the roading network, we have to have some certainty for our business people, for our communities, for our social and economic well-being going forward, because without that certainty, um, we're going to have some hard questions to answer going forward in the future. Liam, we've been talking about ferries, right? And we're getting a lot of feedback from yep. people on this, whether you need a few up and down um, either side of the coast, you know, to, to get Great tourists idea. in and, and, yeah. and also to, uh, to bring supplies in if, you, if your roads do go out. Thoughts, please? Yeah, so absolutely. We've I had a uh, conversation with Fuller's Ferries not long ago and said, guys, we'd love to get this up and running again between Auckland and Coromandel. They are struggling for staff and for crew. Uh, we're having an active conversation with the government about opening the doors to, to allow skilled people back in, so that's ongoing. Uh, ferries to the rest of the Coromandel, we're having those discussions as well, and we've had some good offers. We're looking at all... Oh, who's offering, Liam? Who's offering, Liam? <laughs> So, uh, well, I'll give you an example. We've got um, the Hauraki Maori Trust Board. Uh, we're really, really strong business community, uh, and they run muscle barges. And so we've had a conversation started with them about, hey, guys, what about we could um, incorporate the muscle barges with you folks between, it's a four-hour trip from Coromandel up to Auckland, and they've opened the door and said, maybe we can help with that. So there's one example right there, which is So, Len, it's not pie-in-the-sky stuff. You're actually seriously looking if you can get some kind of ferry network going. We'll look at every opportunity. So, no, it's not pie in the sky. This is, this is real stuff that we're talking about. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. That is the Thames Coromandel Mayor, Len Salt, there, talking about potential for ferries, because, boy, have they got some road problems. Um,